Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another week. Hi. This is this is a big one. Oh, a lot of stuff. Literally, as we were about to start, we had our headphones on and the Harvey Weinstein verdict came out. So we took a pause to kind of understand the information. We wanted to report on it. By the time you guys hear this, you'll all know, but this literally happened one minute ago. Right. So, as of, tw- it's 12.10 now. Yeah. As of 12.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, February 24th, this is what we know. So Harvey Weinstein was just found guilty of criminal sexual act in the first degree and rape in the third degree. Just to shed light on those uh, sentences associated with those, first charge of criminal sexual act carries a sentence of five to 25 years, and rape in the third degree carries up to four years. He was acquitted of the top charges, which were two counts of predatory sexual assault and first degree rape. Yes. This is a big one, though. No, this is is big. I mean, what did you you think was going to happen? What was your hypothesis? Um, I actually thought this is what would happen because there were always— reports that the top charges they were there was a hung jury on which means they were they were very split on these charges and you know these were the charges that were the hardest to prove and you have to in a criminal court it can't just be prove it you have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt and it's it's a very difficult thing to do um and also there was a lot of conflicting details with i think the first degree rape charge which is one of the main reasons behind that there was a lot of like I uh, couldn't nail down the exact date, couldn't nail down the exact time. So it was one of those things where you create doubt in the jury's mind and you can't get a conviction on one of those things. It would have happened. But for those, the charges that he got, it is a huge, huge win. And also keep in mind that there are outstanding charges in LA also against him. Yeah. Well, so that's really the question now. Again, by the time this episode comes out, we may have an answer. But as of right now, we were just listening to is like, the question is, is he immediately going to get incarcerated or will he kind of be able to be free in the meantime? And of course, the hope, the prosecution's hope is that he'll immediately um, go to incarceration, especially because, you know, this is a guy with the means financially and um, in a lot of other ways to flee. Yeah. And 
you know, we'll, we're hoping, of course, that he goes straight yeah, to jail. Yeah, my assumption would be that, that they would take him, that the sentencing would be right away and he would go straight to jail. There would be no, because a lot of times, you know, you'll get sentenced and then you'll get a, you know, show up to jail on this date at this time and you will be, you know, so um, that's not the case here, hopefully. We also, again, as of right now, don't have the exact number of years because, of course, the sentence is anywhere between 5 and 25 for one of the accounts and up to four years for the other. So we'll see. What we were just listening to, they said, you know, sometimes age does play a factor um, when making the decision. So we will see, but I want him away for as long as humanly possible. Yep. What a I fucking scumbag. A very, yeah, a big one in New York today in the world, Absolutely. actually. Yeah. Okay, um, moving on. The first thing we wanted to talk about today was the Friends reunion announcement that came out over the weekend. I can remember, I would say, I would put this, and tell me if you disagree, in the top 10 uh, moments where we felt pressure to get that screenshot out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me first tell you what happened. Basically, all at the exact same time, the Friends cast confirmed the Friends reunion um, with a picture of them from, you know, back in the day with the caption, it's happening, dot, dot, dot. And they each tagged HBO Max and each other. I saw the first one because I think Matt LeBlanc, I guess we have Instagram notifications on for him for some reason. I must have turned it on for everyone. You know what? It's not that we have it on. We just get random ones. We like, do. did you turn Bieber on or do we just have it? I don't know. I don't remember I think we, turning I don't, it on. I don't even, you know what? Let's call a spade a spade. Do you know how to turn it on? Yeah, I do know how to turn it on. I do. You don't know how? Not you a, have to not go to their clue. profile. No. I've never done it. No, I, I never do, needed to. I do it for some people, but I don't know. They just started popping up and I was like, Julie, holy shit, holy shit. And we really, really don't like to post something without a good comment because it's like, it's not our job to just post the news. It's our job to post the news when there's a comment. And sometimes that's very paralyzing because we're, we're like so badly want to post about this, but we literally can't. So we're sitting there praying for someone to comment. And Charlie motherfucking Puth comes through 15 seconds later. I always feel like Charlie Puth comes through. Always comes through. We got that one and then we did the giant roundup. But this is so exciting. Yeah. I mean, this this rumor has been going around for a really long time. So what it actually is, is the reunion is going to be part of HBO Max. And HBO Max has also acquired all episodes, all 236 episodes of Friends. Um, and what the actual reunion special is going to be is described as a, quote, untitled, unscripted special. Listen, if you're a critic or if you're someone with a pessimistic view or potentially if you're just a realist, they're, you're reporting on the fact that this is, you know, everybody's blowing this out of proportion and it's just going to be an interview with them. You know what? Maybe that will be the case. But for this moment, why can't we just revel in it? Well, because there's two sides of that. Like somebody tweeted and they were like, um, I so feel for the disappointment people are going to experience when they realize that this isn't a yeah, where are they now and it's a interview special. And I so feel that because I think the point of a reunion special is that people want to know where the characters are. We know where the people are. And, you know, you can only give, and not to be the pessimistic view, I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but you can only give so much background on a show that happened years ago. A lot of stories have come out already. A lot of background information has come out. So they have to do something that's different than just like, here's a story from when we were on set because people want closure on where those characters are now, not where the actual actors yeah, are. Yeah, no, I totally understand. I guess it just, for me, I just want it. I want something bigger than that. You know what I mean? And so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Either way, I think it's really exciting. I mean, they, you know, they basically all had to match, I think, Jennifer Aniston's yeah, well, their, salary, which is, they're, 
they're making a fortune. I think they're, it's a one-hour special, and I believe each of them will be making between $2.5 million and three each. Yeah. Also, just in context, remember, so Warner Media, which owns HBO, TBS, TNT, CNN, AT&T. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And a lot <laughs> of other stuff. They, the 236 episodes that um, Julie's talking about, they reportedly outbid Netflix for Friends, and they paid $425 million for the rights to stream all seasons of the show, all 10 seasons. You know what, Netflix? I hope my insomnia was worth it that you couldn't match that price because yeah, I've not slept the same since it went off Netflix, so, and I know a lot of other people haven't how either. How long ago did it go out, roughly? Um, January 1st. Oh. Okay, so we so started only, off the damn new year. So I forgot about that. So when is the— so when is it coming back? Does it say? I forget. I don't know. I mean, it could be April, I think, but I, I don't know the exact date yet. So it's a couple of months without Sansa friends anywhere. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. It's been—I mean, listen, I can handle it. I have a lot of TV shows on backup. I have a lot of things I can fall asleep to, but it's certainly not the same. I will say this is one of the times we've seen the most other celebrity excitement Oh, my God. This, I yeah, mean, yeah. Truly. And I also have to say, just on that note of Julie having other shows, I want to announce to everyone, since you all know that I don't really watch anything, I started watching Love is Blind on Netflix. I swear to God I won't give anything away. I oh, am, you won't? Oh, Julie, get over it. Oh. Isabel accidentally said something right before we started that gave one thing away. But it is truly unfucking believable It is so addicting. I need everybody to watch it just so we can talk about it. Like, I need you guys to know what we're talking about because it's so good. I don't, Julie, I today can't when she gets you home, no, that's it. your job for the rest of the day. I know it is, but I can't believe you watched it without being bullied into it. I was just curious. I thought it was something I may like. You started at like literally four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Were you surprised when I responded? I was shocked. When yeah. you, were, you were just up because you couldn't sleep? Yeah. I just stayed up. Couldn't believe I it. I know. I worked out this morning. I had a whole morning. I, like, don't know who I was. It was very bizarre. You do okay. that sometimes, though. But it was weird that you watched. You were like, well, I—first of all, I wasn't concerned because I have watched the first two episodes before I went to bed last night. And when you wrote at literally 4 o'clock in the morning, has anybody watched? And I was like, yes. I was like, how far could she possibly get at 4 o'clock in the morning? I assumed you would just be where I was. And then you come in this morning, and you're like, I'm on the sixth episode. I'm like— I, I didn't approve that. It was the first time in our entire lives that Julie has felt FOMO between me and Isabel talking about a show. That's never happened it's ever. FOMO. I feel like genuine inadequacy. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That was the overwhelming look on your face. Wow. Anyway, just a little plug there that I really think everybody should watch it. Okay. This next thing that we're talking about is kind of just a Justin Bieber section because so many different things came out this week that we have to talk about. Also, I know we're coming off of a whole bonus episode on him, but goddamn, fuck! Like this was a good you week. Know what? Get on board. This was a good week to be a Bieber fan, was it not? This is a good week to be Bieber in general. Yeah. Okay, let's start. First off, his YouTube show um, Seasons, the, the documentary that's been out, the wedding episode came out this week, and whew, baby, did you cry? Yeah. Like a baby, right? Like a fucking yeah. baby. Yeah, Isabel watched me. She was like, yeah, that's right. So basically this was, you know, if anybody that hasn't been watching it, each episode is just very short. It's under 20 minutes and it's kind of a snapshot of one individual thing. And this one focused all about the wedding. And you really see a look that we've never seen before. You see them both getting ready. You see the actual event. You know, you see their emotions leading up to it. It was so special and so beautiful. No, it was the fucking best. There were a couple of things. Um, Ryan Good, who, as you guys know, was initially hired as Justin's swag coach and has just become someone in his inner circle. He was talking. And he's also the co-founder of Drew House. Right. Um, that was Drew Which, House, although way, it sounds a lot Drew like House. Drew House. <laughs> <laughs> Drew House. Drew. Um, sold out. As fuck. I tried. I was going to say, it's really taking over TikTok. 
Yeah, everyone likes it. Yeah. So this is Ryan, and he's saying, I was talking to Haley. I was like, we're doing 4th of the July in the Bahamas, and Justin should come. So I think I hit you, and I go, you want to come to the Bahamas? And he goes, yeah, and what if I ask Haley, Haley to marry mar- me there? And I know I replied, LOL, because it was so like, I thought he was joking. And Justin goes, yeah, she walked down the stairs. I was just there with the ring, and I was shaking, and I was just like, I loved you for so long, and I just can't see myself being with anybody else. I love you so much, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Um, will you marry me? Even when he's retelling the story, he's so nervous. He was like, you guys have to watch this. It was so, so, so good. I didn't know, you know, this was such a this was such an inside look because we didn't know the backstory. We didn't know that it was kind of on a split decision that he decided to do that. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, just based on timeline, we knew it had to have been, but based on like the actual way it went down, yeah. Right, it was like, you want to come to the Bahamas? Should I ask Haley to marry me? Like, what? Thank God he did. Thank God. So Haley's telling it and she's like, I was at my sister's wedding in 2017 and I remember the wedding was over. I was in my hotel room and I was with my parents and I just remember I was crying. I couldn't stop crying because I was really lonely for a really long time. Even though I was around people all the time, I remembered so many times just going home and just crying myself to sleep because I just felt like I'm going to be on this journey of, I get to see all of these cool places, I travel, and I get to experience all of these things, but then I come up at the end of the night and it's just me. It's not just you anymore. I know. Which like, I think is... You know, as they talk about that, it seems like such a common thread because same thing for him. You know, it's one thing to have all of these experiences, but how great are they if you're not sharing them with anyone? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And so, I mean, the actual wedding, the lead up to it, he's in his Calvins getting dressed. No. Fuck me up. No, no. It was, first of all, Bieber and Calvins and— Socks is like it, it was like a religious experience. Yeah, truly. Like I almost joined the church. If that's <laughs> what you? they're if that's what they're practicing and preaching, oh that's every God. Sunday. Sign me the fuck up. Did you see? And his dad. There was a really emotional moment where he hugs his dad. And he, did you notice this? He looks at him. He's like, "Are you proud of me?" Yeah. And his dad's so proud. The dad's, and his dad's wearing sunglasses because he's obviously crying. And then there's a moment where they're like hugging each other really tight. But you can see, like even. Even with him, with all of his accomplishments, he's still that little kid that wants his dad's, yeah. like his parents' kind of approval and his of parents' course. pride. I don't know if you ever grow out of that. No, but I think especially with him because of some of the ways of his yeah. upbringing, you know? Her dress, I mean, we all know, it's, but it's just in this angle. Julie texts me. She's like, if my tits don't look like that on my wedding day, no, do No, I said if my tits look one-sixteenth as good as Haley's do on her wedding day, I will be the happiest girl in the world. No, they were. She looked perfect. Perfect. Every single look was perfect. No. The the vows, I mean, so there's one part, obviously, he's reading them back, and part of the vow, vow is, in token pledge of our constant faith. And Justin, like, can't say it. He can't get it right. And he finally looks at the pastor, and he's like, what does that mean? And the, <laughs> everyone laughed. First of all, didn't you notice this? Like, there was a lot of clapping for a wedding ceremony. Like, he walks out, everyone erupts and, and, like, applause. When Haley comes down the aisle, it's not really typical that you applaud the bride. It was. This is the perfect word to describe it. Rowdy. Yeah. It, yeah, was, it was just like rowdy. everyone was so excited to be there. They were so happy for both of them. It was just such a special event. Like, oh my God. It was like everybody in the in the crowd had like an adrenaline rush also. You know what I mean? Yes. Isn't it so weird? There's something about celebrity weddings where you see other celebrities. You're like, hey, my friends are there. That's so yeah, weird. Yes. Like when you see Kendall and you see Stormy and Kris Jenner and it's like, whoa, I forgot you guys were going to be here. First off, Stormy stole the show. Stormy was the star. No, Stormy was in every shot. 
I'm not saying she was, but I am saying she could have been the baby. Someone wrote that in the Facebook group. I think Melissa Sweetwood wrote it. Like, what if it was Stormy that was the baby that Bieber was talking about in his interview when he saw Haley holding a baby and that's when he realized that, you know, it wanted to be her? Could it have been timing-wise um, with Stormy's age? Yes. When did they get together? 2018, right? Yeah. Stormy would have been a baby. It could have been. I pictured it being one of, like, Alex's kids, but I, you literally don't know. Or Laura Lentz. Also, I feel like Haley always, she's like me. She always finds a baby. Yeah, she does. She's like, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, as soon as I joke, um, the kiss. The kiss. I was so like turned on. Duh. It was the hottest kiss ever. For, it was the hottest kiss ever. For such a like religious ceremony, I found myself being so turned on multiple times. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. grabbed her face. He licked his lips. It was everything I've ever wanted. Oh, my God. Right? What's the movie where they're discussing? Is it The Wedding Singer where they're discussing what type of kiss to do? And they're like, is it partial church tongue? Is it full tongue? Is it just a peck? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, that's the kiss. You nailed the wedding kiss. They nailed the kiss. Also, you know, Justin, he doesn't really typically like to, or he said in, in his James Corden interview that, you know, he doesn't typically think, doesn't like when people perform at their own things. Like, he wasn't planning on performing. But he was like, listen, I realized that I had never sang to her One Less Lonely Girl, which as you remember, when he would tour back in the day, he would bring up a fan on stage, he had flowers, he'd sit them down and he'd sing that to them. And he never did that with Haley. And he had her on stage in her leather jacket. He's singing to her, you know, cause she's the One Less Lonely Girl. And she was, she was giddy. She said it after, she was like, I literally was, I was giddy as if it was happening on stage and I was 13. It was really special. If you, For someone specifically our age who grew up with him at the exact same time and, you know, had friends that were praying to be that one less lonely girl in the crowd. Praying themselves to be that one less lonely. Usually, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, that was a dream. It that was a was, dream. It was like a really special gimmick to his show. It like got you there because you like, first of all, when you're 13, you don't think about the fact that like the only people that are going to be the one less lonely girl is like if their dad knows somebody or their mom knows somebody and get, or like their cousin or their aunt. Like you have to be connected to be the one less lonely girl. Like when you're 13 and you're going to Justin Bieber's concert, you're like, I know it's a slim chance, but I could, it could be me. I'm wearing my sugar lips tank like top. Like when people talk about dressing for one, okay. When people talk about dressing for One Direction comments, concerts and they were like me dressing in this outfit thinking that Harry Styles was going to invite me backstage. Like you dressed for a Justin Bieber concert like that because there was a genuine possibility that he was going to pull you up on that stage and give you a fucking rose and you were going to be the one less lonely yeah, girl. Yeah, it's so true. And she was. I went to his first concert on his first tour ever. That's cr so crazy. Did you feel like you were watching him, like, really? You must have been so proud, almost like a proud I mother. I hysterically cried. I always cry at concerts, so I find there's something no, very I'm emotional saying, well, about being in concerts. Oh, and this? Yeah, I was like, you know, it's really interesting because I think when you have somebody that, like, not only that you loved when you were a child, but, like, have followed them through adult, like, and you still have that weird fascination with them or weird, like, I don't want to say obsession, but, like, love for them, you're almost like, oh, I don't want to see them marry somebody else. Like, that's so painful. And watching them, I was like, oh, my God, I could not picture, like, any other girl in this moment. I couldn't picture him being happier, being happier for him, being, like, so settled and happy with his decision. It was just so it good. It was really special. And as a fan, it, spell, it felt more special. And I, I find that usually when somebody gets, like, we still do this. Like, when somebody really hot that you really like gets engaged, you're like, ah, oh. like, okay, I guess. Like, in this, it wasn't like that. It was like, 
Yes. Yeah, you were like, like the, cheering for them. did it. I so agree with you, Julie. Also, Usher was there singing, which let me tell you something. Don't sleep on Usher. Sometimes we forget about him. I never slept on Usher. No, sometimes he's, listen, he's not as prominent as, as he once was. You know what I mean? He's not as active in the music world. And then he comes out. It's kind of like when he showed up to Vanity Fair in that silk jogger jumpsuit. And yes. I was like, fuck me up. That's how I felt about him singing. Well, he has such a special voice. And also confession, I went back on YouTube and watched all of like the old Bieber videos. Like, that's the thing. Like, oh my God. First of all, remember when he's saying you got it bad to Usher and they have the video of it? Julie, I can't talk about it. But the thing is, I think the reason I'm also so connected to to Bieber is because I it, I think it's similar to what people have with Shawn Mendes and Vine. Like, I remember before he got discovered, I had the picture so clearly in my head of me showing my mom him singing on YouTube with you, the Chris Brown song, and being like, this kid is amazing. He was nobody. I just saw him on YouTube. Yeah, no, I didn't have that experience. I can imagine for you what that's like. It's kind I of like when I see the TikTok on TikTok and then I see it on yeah. a meme account. I'm like, it's I just, saw you five days ago. It's the same feeling as when you see, like not the same feeling, but a very similar feeling to when you see a GIF or a meme in a TV show and you're like, that's where that's from. Yeah, it's so true. That's how I feel about, I think that's how we both feel about Charlie. D'Amelio, yeah. It's like when you watch somebody that you feel connected to continue to grow from the time you watch them literally through their discovery to everything. That's like really special no matter who it is. It is. Listen, these episodes are short. If I can do it, you can do it. You guys know I don't watch things. I'm telling you, God, was it good. Also, second Bieber thing this week, carpool karaoke. What can I say? I love it. I love every every second. second. Love every second. First off, whoever created this concept, kudos to you. Best thing James Corden's ever done. Genius format. I was obsessed with every second of it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, carpool, I think carpool karaoke is one of the smartest ideas ever. And this one specifically, first of all, this is his third carpool karaoke. This one, I just felt he was so funny, so personable. He really trusts James. Like, they have a really good dynamic. And I think that Bieber is one of those people, like, and he's spoken about his anxiety. And I think that comes out with certain people that he's with. So, for example, when you watch the Zane Lowe interview, that's a very different vibe than you get from him and James Corden, of course. where they're like so vibing, they're so funny together. Like James really gets him, knows what like how to push his buttons in a really playful way, and it was just it was like the best chemistry. Yeah, no, it was a good one. I will say though, there's a very big difference watching him when he sings his older songs, specifically some that may have been about Selena and his newer ones. Like I felt in this particular one that he was so much more excited with his newer stuff. Yeah, and I don't even think that has anything to do with Selena. I just think that. In general, his older stuff, like maybe there wasn't a set purpose behind it. Like maybe it was just a song that was written for him or that he wrote because he spoke to lyrics. Like in this one, this is the first time he's like, this is for Haley. Every aspect, every chord, every note on this song is about Haley. Yeah. I mean, and he it's, said it's to such, her, yeah. he said, he's like, when he was talking about singing it to her at her wedding, at their wedding, he goes, you're not the one less lonely girl. You're the last, you're, you're the, the one, one last lonely, lonely girl. girl. <gasps> yeah, I cried then oh, too. Oh God, it was good. Third Bieber thing. Spill your guts or fill your guts. Again, whoever's creating these sections for James Corden really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, top-notch work. So this was an important one, and we'll get into the significance in it because I know some people were a little bit confused as to the feud. We'll explain it all. So James asks Bieber to rank Haley's friends between Kendall, Gigi, and Kara. And he ranks them, you know, Kendall first, from favorite to least favorite. And he ranks Kendall first, then Gigi, then Kara. And he says... All right, all right, all right. Kendall, Gigi, Cara, Delavine. Here's the thing, though. Let's go back through it. I know Kendall the best. I spent the most time with Kendall. She's a good friend of ours. 
I haven't spent a lot of time with Gigi and I haven't spent a lot of time with Kara. I have nothing against those people. It's just I have a better relationship with. It's not like I'm like, oh, screw Kara, screw her. You know what I mean? Well, right after that clip aired, Kara Instagrammed that clip as the first slide and the second slide, a picture of them years ago from the Victoria's Secret fashion show and a selfie, captions it, if you have nothing against me, then why don't you unblock me? Love you, at Haley Bieber. He should have eaten the bull, bull penis. I think it really was supposed to just be playful. I don't think it was supposed to be it as was, dramatic as it was made out to be. The backstory, the reason that he blocked her, was when the whole Scooter Braun-Taylor Swift fiasco happened last year, obviously Bieber Instagrammed in support of Scooter. And Kara commented, I wish you spent less time sticking up for men and more time trying to understand women and respecting their valid reactions. As a married man, you should be lifting women up instead of tearing them down because you are threatened. So after that happened, Justin reportedly blocked Kara, and this is where the feud kind of stems from. It's a little awkward for Haley because she's obviously friends with Kara and married to Justin. Listen, this is what I feel. We haven't spoken about this, honestly. Whatever you want to say about that feud, fine. That's one thing. I genuinely think that he was just didn't want to eat the bull penis, wanted to play into the character, wanted to fuck around with it. He was not trying to shade her at all. It wasn't like he was saying, I don't like her. He was saying, listen, I'm better friends with Kendall. I don't really know the other two. And I kind of felt there was nothing wrong with her Instagramming it. I just felt like, was it necessary? Yeah, I think I think she thought it was like playful shady and everyone took it as just shady shady because it's hard to know people's intentions when you do something like like it's hard to know Bieber's intentions of ranking them. It's hard to know Kara's intentions of Instagramming it. And what everyone commented on Kara's post was like, what did you expect him to say? Him and Kendall are very, very close. Gigi has recently been helping him with his Lyme disease diagnosis that we know that about. And Kara, you blo- he blocked you. Like you guys got into a fight. So like, it makes sense that that's the order he would rank. And it's not like he said something shady about her. He defended, he was like, before you make a big deal out of this, like, it's not that I have anything against them. I'm not saying anything negative. It's just like, this is my relationship with them. It would have been a totally different question if James was like, rank talented to least talented. Right. Or like something that had nothing to do with him. He was asked about his personal relationships. I really, I don't. I think the thing about spill your guts or fill your guts is like, aside from the fact that these people don't want to eat the gross shit, that's one side. They also want to make for good television. It's not good TV if you eat the every single thing. You want to, you want to give the crowd something to go on, you know? Right. You want to give something juicy away. And I really, I hope that her, she was just playful about it too and the whole thing can just blow over. I really do. I think people just made a bigger deal out of it. Yeah, and I don't think she even thought it was that big of a deal. I honestly, knowing Cara's personality just over Instagram and what I've seen, I can't imagine she's the type of person that's torn up about being blocked by Justin Bieber. No. I just can't picture that She world. seems so chill. She really seems so chill. I think the whole thing was not meant to be malicious at all, but that's where everybody was confused as to if they had a feud or not, that's where it came from. Also, he performed at Sunday service, which... Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that was the best thing. She only needed like me. resuscitation. Yeah, fully. That I was, just like, I knew it was coming. I didn't know necessarily this Sunday, but I knew eventually it was coming. Also, changes went to number one and Justin made history as the youngest artist to earn seven number one albums passing Elvis, which that is a big fucking deal. That's my guy. Right? That's my guy. So we just wanted to touch on that because I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of beaver this week. I, I, it just makes me happy. It makes me happy. I can't, too. honestly, I know not everyone is a Bieber fan, but I can't imagine having watched him in this new chapter of his life and not rooting for him. That's how I feel. I totally agree. Although there are people that don't, but I. But I just feel like if you're going to watch somebody take 
something of their life and do everything to make it positive. Not that he's the greatest guy, not that he's, you know, but just to turn things around yeah. and like work on themselves and be really open about working themselves. I can't imagine trying to bash him and taking back down after he's been so vulnerable and open about it. Yeah, I know. And I feel like a lot of people do that. They do. No, for sure. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, before we get into Ben Affleck, I know I'm going a little bit out of order. I have to just talk about Amanda Bynes. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure you guys saw. First, last week, Amanda Bynes posts on Instagram that she's engaged. She then posts a video of her and her fiance, and Julie transcribed it. Hey, y'all, I want to say thank you guys so much for your support. The fact that you've been rooting for me for years means more than you know. Today, I want to talk about a controversial topic, my conservatorship case. I've been going to a treatment center that charges $5,200 a month. There's no reason why I shouldn't go to a therapist who takes my insurance for $5,000 less a month. This is why I've asked to see the judge next week regarding this conservatorship issue. Thank you guys so much for hearing me out. I'm sorry that this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm sorry to put my problems on the internet, but this is what life has come to. So thank you guys so much for always supporting me. Love you all. Peace out. Appreciate your love and support. Just for background, Amanda's mom, Lynn, has been in charge of her conservatorship since 2014. So tell me if I'm wrong. This is the first time I can remember her speaking about it. This is the first time she's publicly spoken about it. Right? Yes. I don't even truly I don't even know what to say about this. I'm so like this whole thing is so unsettling to me. Well, I think that I think conservatorships are a really hard thing for us to understand because a it's not a common practice. Like we're not experiencing our everyday life with people we know being held under conservatorships. It's really a rarity and you know, I'm sure there are like people that we know of or whatever that have this kind of situation. But when it's a celebrity, it seems really different. And it seems more common because you're hearing about this. You're hearing about Britney Spears. I think Lindsay Lohan had one for a little bit. And it's a really confusing, hard thing to understand. And it's impossible to know from just an onlooker perspective if it's appropriate, if it's, you know, crossing a line, if it's needed and necessary, and it's the only reason that these people seem okay is because they're under a conservatorship. And everyone obviously has a very different opinion of it. But, you know, to hear Britney Spears 
all of that information start to come out and not directly from her mouth and then to hear it directly from Amanda Bynes' mouth, it just is very interesting. And also the the point that Amanda Bynes is bringing up about her conservatorship isn't necessarily that she wants out of it, it doesn't seem like, or that she thinks she, it's just, why can't I do this instead of this? But it's interesting to be brought to our attention over a case of money for Here's where I'm going with this. It's really interesting to bring it to someone's attention over a case of money because there's nothing the public can do about whether you are spending $5,200 a month on therapy or $200. That is between you, your insurance, the courts, who's ever in charge of your conservatorship. That is obviously a way of letting us know what's going on and that maybe she doesn't like it. But again, there's no way for us to know if that's a necessity or if it's overkill at this point or what it is. No, I hear you. There's so much confusion, but I, I, there's so many degrees to this. My thing is like, we never get specifics like that. Yeah. That is such a small detail that she just gave us. She wants $5,000 less for her treatment facility every month because she wants to go to an in-network therapist. Like we've never gotten that, anything even remotely like that straight out of Britney Spears' mouth. I'm not gonna, I'm just- And you never will. That's what I, you know what I mean? Like, and also, by the way, like, we have no idea—we are—again, we would never even pretend to be qualified as to who needs to be in the conservatorship or not. But I'll tell you one thing. Amanda—you can't tell me that Amanda Bynes is fully, um, like, what she—the way—her presence on social media right now does not feel to me settling. Like, no. I—you know what I mean? There's something—to me, it feels still really off and really sad and very eerie and— my heart just breaks for her because I follow this account, Throwback 2000s, and they always post, you know, pictures from the late 90s, early 2000s. And just this morning, there was a picture they posted from the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon I, Teen Choice Awards out there. I think so. Of Amanda and Lindsay. And she, it was, it's just so sad what happened. Yeah, I mean. she. There was so much happiness and so much, she's so talented. She's so supremely talented. And it's just really, really sad. Yeah, it, I mean, listen, it's really, you know, I think we've all gone from a place of, and not that I felt we were ever entertained by, you know, Stars Breakdown, but it was such a common practice that you so anticipated it happening that when it did happen, it didn't feel like, oh, no, it was more like, here goes another one. And I feel like our entire view on the way we treat celebrity culture and the way we treat you know, star breakdowns have shifted to like that, like, okay, what can we do to help? How do we stop this? What can we do as people, on as onlookers? When it, the way it used to be was, you know, you're selling magazine covers. And when somebody's going through something as a celebrity, those magazine covers are going to sell the best. So the way you have, the way the media is designed now, where it's all, you know, mostly online, and you don't have to buy magazine covers to know what's going on, it changes our approach to celebrities because we're no longer exploiting them the way we used to. Mm -hmm. And I think that Amanda Bynes and her breakdown and what happened with her, just like Lindsay Lohan, just like Britney, happened at the time when we were still exploiting celebrities for our own, you know, entertainment. And it's not like that anymore. So now we're dealing with a 2007 on problem with 2020 goggles. Exactly. That is such a good way to put it because it hits really fucking different seeing her on the cover of Us Weekly than it does her in a personal message from her Instagram in a video pleading. 
you know to, what I'm to saying? To have somebody on a cover of a magazine, it dehumanizes them. Exactly. You're able to separate from yourself from that situation. Exactly. That's and it's it like is. watching a TV show. You have no personal connection. You are watching them break down before your eyes, but only from afar. And when you have somebody on Instagram telling you the intimate moments of their life, not just a source said, it creates a different type of connection to that person. There is an intimacy there that is just not there through on in the cover of a magazine. When you're in your grocery aisle and you see Amanda Bynes breakdown, it's very, very different than watching that video of her with that tattoo, that heart tattoo on her face pleading to get, you know, different terms in her conservatorship. I'm sorry, it hits different. And it was really, I don't, exactly what you said. There's no part of me that enjoys this. No. There's no part of me that enjoys this. I'm, I am interested by it. Yes, I am for sure. But I'd much rather not be interested and not have it be happening. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm just, we'll see what happens with this one. I really, I like pray for her. Yeah, of course. And And there's a whole other piece to this that has to do with the conservatorship where I believe from what the reports are saying is that her mom, who's in charge of the conservatorship, has to approve the wedding. She can't get married without that approval. So she's engaged right now. And I'm sure that is a huge reason why she's speaking out about the conservatorship now as opposed to two, three, four years ago. Yeah, I mean, also that makes total sense of like from a financial perspective. You know what I mean? I mean, anybody that she would marry, there would be some sort of prenup there, et cetera. But I'm sure that part of that is in place to protect or, her yeah, finances. Yeah, just to make sure you're not being taken. You don't know. That's what I'm know. saying, not yeah. to be taken advantage of, exactly. Or that it's not going to put you in a worse place. I mean, if Brittany, let me tell you something. If... If Britney Spears had been under the conservatorship pre-KFED, that wedding would not have happened. Never would have happened. That's the best way that I can explain the Amanda Bynes. Now, and I don't know anything about him, so it's unfair to say that, that it shouldn't happen or wouldn't happen. I'm just saying that, like, the reasons why that original thing wouldn't happen with Britney and KFED is the reason that they're protecting Amanda in this case or trying to, potentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I would love— like her, an interview from her parents. Like I'm very curious to hear from their perspective because we're now f- hearing out from her and I would love to hear. I, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'm yeah. just kind of dreaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know you, exactly what you mean. Anyway, we'll see what happens on that one. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, we're going to take you back in time for a second now. I know we haven't brought up Ben Affleck in probably a while, probably since he was photographed with that giant fucking tattoo on his back. Oh my God. Right? Or since he was uh, outside that Halloween party and you could tell he had relapsed. 
Yes. That was probably the last time we, uh, which wasn't that long ago. It's just like he, he pops in and out every so often, but now he's like pretty. He's he's really prominent right now. Yeah. So he recently did an interview with Diane Sawyer where he opened up about his family and his struggles with alcoholism, et cetera. So he first talked about the timeline of his alcoholism, which was he finally got sober in 2001, and he said that he basically wanted to be able to casually drink at dinner. That was kind of his goal. And he said that he you know, was about to start to do so, but then his problems started to escalate. Quote, I started to drink more and more and more, and it was really hard for me to accept that that meant that I was an alcoholic. I was like, I could just go back. I was fine before. You know, I just need to take a break. I just need to slow down. I started to drink every day. I mean, I'd come home from work and I'd start to drink. And then I'd just sit there and drink till I pass out on the couch. And he said that his father was an alcoholic. And this was really, um, this was this was really powerful, these next two parts. He said, quote, he was drunk every day and that was just life. And that was what it was. And as, it got, as he got worse, that was really, really painful. And I always said, that'll never be me. I'm never going to do that. I wish he had been sober during those formative years. But what he's taught me is how important it is for me to be sober now during this formative years for my kids. And he said, I really don't want my children to pay for my sins or to be afraid for me, which is one of the hard parts of being the child of an alcoholic. You think, what if my dad gets drunk? What if he does something stupid? What if he ends up on TMZ and that it's on my newsfeed for other kids to see? Yeah. I had no idea about his dad. Um, no, I didn't either. I don't think he spoke. I mean, I'm sure he's spoken about it before, but I don't know if it was as publicly in this kind of setting as, as it is now. He also did this very raw interview with the New York Times, which I'm going to read two excerpts, and then we're going to go back to Jennifer Gardner in a second. But this is the interesting, this is the way it starts. I know. So this is how the article starts. Warning, this is not one of those celebrity profiles that uses a teaspoon of new information to flavor a barrel of ancient history. There's no paragraph where the star and the writer pretend to be pals, gag, while doing an everyday person activity. What was everyone eating? Who cares? No, you will not get served the obligatory can quote from Matt Damon. This is Ben Affleck, raw and vulnerable, talking extensively for the first time about getting sober again and trying to recalibrate his career again. Fucking powerful yeah, author. That's a really like, you're right. You're right. When we, yeah, Did you I know? didn't think about it until th- that's how they started. And I was like, because it's something that we always really like about the way, you know, celebrity exposés are done and celebrity interviews are done where they take you through it. And I think it was, you know, Ashley Graham Vogue that we really liked. It's like they sit down in a restaurant or maybe like the Pete Davidson paper one also. Like you sit down in a restaurant. Everyone, the ambiance of the place is this. Rihanna they're, Vogue. Yeah. They're they're wearing this and this and they sit down and they're so lovely and they expl- and they tell this funny story. And it's like, oh, I love the way they set that scene. And this was just not that interview, but I didn't realize the difference between those two things until it was pointed out to me like this. Oh, yeah, there was no fluff. No. Okay, this is a very— I mean, we could obviously, like, the whole thing is so long. No, of course. So, like, I think this is, like, the main portion of it. We're reading one quote, okay. I drank relatively normally for a long time. What happened was that I started drinking more and more when my marriage was falling apart. This was 2015, 2016. My drinking, of course, created more marital problems. The biggest regret of my life is this divorce. Which, like, oh, my God. He said um, that he still feels guilty, but that he had moved past the shame. He said, shame is really toxic. There is no positive byproduct of shame. It's just stewing in a toxic, hideous feeling of low self-worth and self-loathing. It's not particularly healthy for me to obsess over the failures, the relapses, and beat myself up. I have certainly made mistakes. I have certainly done things that I regret. But you've got to pick yourself up, learn from it, learn some more, try to move forward. That headline, I don't know about you, but when I was at the gym, every single television was 
biggest regret of my life, Ben Affleck under forcing Jennifer Gardner. But wouldn't that be the biggest regret of your life? And, and no matter in what capacity it happened, to have that and lose it? Yeah, that I, I just, hearing him say it. You know, there's something about Jennifer Gardner yeah. specifically. And I don't mean as an actress. I just mean as a human being. I totally agree Where it's you. like, I can just tell that your life is better having her in it. And it seems like a very present loss for him to not have her in that capacity. And the way you can really tell that is that she still helps him in some capacity that she can. So to have it only half-assed and to have it only when you are in trouble or need help or an intervention and to know that she's still there for you in that capacity, I think makes it harder to have her in to not have her in the capacity you used to have her Exactly, because you're still experiencing her kindness and all of the qualities that you fell in love with her, they're just being used when you're at a really like dark point of your life. Yeah. It's really, I so agree. We just wanted to go back and give you a little timeline of Ben and Jen's relationship because I feel like it's just good to have that kind of context. Although, honestly, we could do an entire episode on this. Oh my God, yeah. There is a lot there. So, just to refresh everyone's memory. 2000 is when they met while filming Pearl Harbor. 2002, they reunited while filming Daredevil, but Ben was dating J-Lo at the time. Later, like in an interview later on, he said that this was when him and Jennifer Gardner fell in love, but they didn't get together. And right after this, Ben and J-Lo went and got engaged. May 2003, Jennifer Gardner and Scott Foley get divorced. January 2004, Ben and J-Lo call off their engagement, and October 2004 was when Ben and Jen make their first appearance as a couple when they were photographed at the Red Sox World Series game, which I remember that like it was motherfucking yesterday, right? Yeah. April 2005, they get engaged, and in June of that year, they get married. December that same year, their daughter Violet is born. Okay, four years later, January 2009, their second daughter, Serafina, is born. And February 2012 was when their son, Sam, was born. So all things were really great. They were this happy couple. They were kind of like, what would you say, America's sweethearts? Yeah, and if you remember, it was when Ben won the Golden Globe for Best Director for Argo, he said something so sweet about Jennifer Garner in the speech. Yes. And I think that was earlier in 2015 when he won that. Well, June 2015, Ben reportedly takes the family nanny to Vegas. So Jim Edmonds of him. <laughs> I was so impressed by that reference. Thank you. I like to I like to plot all the you stops do. for you. This was Julie. This was a big one. Well, it's really funny because I, I texted as well before I was doing this timeline and I was like, why don't I remember the Jennifer Garner Ben Affleck divorce? Like, why do I feel like it didn't hit me that hard? And she was like, you know what's weird? Like, I feel that way also. And then I got to the nanny and I was like, oh, the fucking nanny. And I texted as well. She was like, oh, the nanny. Like, of course. Like, the divorce doesn't hit the same until you remember the nanny. And that was, oh, my God, that was the biggest thing. Yeah, so Us Weekly had reported that he apparently left a vacation with Jen and took the family nanny, Christine Ozunian, to a charity poker tournament in Las Vegas in on June 26th of 2015. Then in July, Us Weekly also reported that multiple sources confirmed that Affleck had been dating 28-year-old Ozunian. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. So when this came out, his rep really denied this. They said, the story is complete garbage and full of lies. It's shameful. We are considering legal options. July 2015, which was literally a month after, um, Jen and Ben announced their divorce via a statement to People magazine. 
Quote, after much thought and careful consideration, we've made the difficult decision to divorce. We go forward with love and friendship for one another and commitment to co-parenting our children whose privacy we ask to be respected during this difficult time. This will be our only comment on this private family matter. Thank you for understanding. And the divorce was then finalized in October 2018. Well, there was like a bunch of reconciliation and back off again. It was it was a ride. Um, I don't. Do you foresee them getting back together? I don't at all. No, I don't. I mean, no, like my answer is no, but I do think he's so deeply in love with her. And like, there's a part of me that sometimes envisions this world of like, you know, he's been sober for a lot of years, let's say, and he's doing really well and he comes back to her and she. I think he would have to be sober for a long time yeah. because he hasn't been sober for a long time. I know, I know. I And, you know, alcoholism, it doesn't go away once you get sober. Like no, this is a lifelong thing that he will have to deal with every single day for the rest of his life, even if he's 20 years sober. Um, but I think that he would have to really prove to her that this is something that he not only takes seriously, which he seems to, because this is the first time he's really talking about it, but also like can stay on track. Because yeah. when kids are involved, it gets, it's it's different. I just, I guess my thing is like, we haven't seen her in a really serious relationship since, right? Not that we know of, no. Right, I'm saying publicly. I like, not that this not that this changes the fact of them getting back together, obviously, but I feel like he wouldn't be able to handle that. No, I think that it would. I don't think he would either. Like, I wonder if one of the reasons that we haven't seen her that publicly in that, and I'm I'm literally just like making sure sensitivity as I talk, to him. is sensitivity to him because she knows that that would really put him over the edge. Possibly. I, possibly, and because of the kid, you know, et cetera. I don't know. Which would be unfair considering. Considering what he put her through, of I course. Mean, but also he's publicly dated too. So I don't know. We'll say it's an interesting thought. It also, you know. Who knows with her? I don't know. I just she's got her chickens. She seems she's so happy. Like, We're big Jennifer Garner fans, like big. I think she is. I mean, above everybody else, she is America's sweetheart. She's sunshine. Yeah, she, she is, is sunshine. She is a ray of sunshine. There. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But it was just really interesting to hear Ben Affleck speak about it so kind of um, matter of factly. Yes. This is not news. We just wanted to give a little shout out to Eva Mendez, who has been wildly active on social media recently. She's been responding to responding to her comments like, I mean, like she like she just discovered Instagram. I know. You know, I think she's been doing this for a little while. We haven't. We not that we didn't catch on. Well, they weren't this. They weren't about Ryan. Yeah. Now nobody well, cared. Yeah. Now she's getting a little. They were a like about her dress. It, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, Ryan's a baker. He's a cook. Like who knew? Um, Eva, apparently, but she didn't share with the rest of the world. No, she didn't. Um, we have one person that repeatedly messages us her comments. And to that one person, I mean, it's, it's constant. It's like 20 a day. We see them and we thank you. Oh, by the way, let's not sugarcoat the situation and play okay. nice. She has messaged us the same comment that we've already posted. Yeah, like a million times, like begging us to post it. I, I haven't, it's up. It's there. I, ha- I haven't Slide accepted the inbox because you know what happens with that. But I just, I, I appreciate your dedication, but we have... Yeah, we agree. Been, she's a goddamn she's, class she's act. She's a class act, but we're not going to, you know, we. the problem is that something that we weigh heavily is we never want to oversaturate with one celebrity. You could be the best commenter in the game. You could be Ryan Reynolds. We're not going to post every single one of your comments because then people get sick of you. Unless so we you're have Chrissy to, Teigen. Unless you're Chrissy Teigen because no one gets sick of her. So, like, we have to pick and choose. So, no, we're not going to post every Even single Chrissy's, comment. Even we don't do everything else no. by a long shot. No, there's there's not one person that we post every single one. You could be the best of the best. We're just not going to do it. And it's really a service to them. So we see them and thank you, but we will use our judgment as we've been doing. Exactly. Right? But I appreciate it. Also, Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande. So Ariana posted a picture of herself with Jim Carrey. Um, they're filming, I guess, I forget exactly what it's called. Kidding. And what's it called? Kidding. K- kidding. 
And Mariah comments, with my cousin Jim, who insists on misspelling our last name. The reason that this comment was worth posting as a solo, aside from it being kind of funny, was Mariah and Ariana had a feud dating back to 2016 when Mariah was on Watch What Happens Live and told Andy that she had no idea who Ariana was. And she's— Yeah, it was also— I don't know if feud is the right word. It was also reported because a lot of people were comparing Ariana to Mariah, saying that she was the next Mariah Carey, and— it was Nick Cannon who actually said something about it and was like, there's no next Mariah Carey. Like, Mariah Carey, Mariah knows about this and she's upset there's only one Mariah. But then, like, it, it, nothing ever happened since then. And they, I think they both have a very mutual admiration for each other. And there has been, like, I think Ariana has posted for Mariah's birthday. Mariah included her in the lip sync video of All I Want for Christmas is You that featured all of those celebrities. So I I didn't think anything of it when this was posted. What I meant by, you're, you're, no, you're right. What I meant by feud was more so from a perception issue of the public, a lot of people like to paint it as a feud. Right. Kind of, because the narrative that people wanted to run with was like, Mariah thinks that Ariana's coming for her crown. Meanwhile, they both can have crowns and that's not the case at all. But like, that was kind of the public perception. So that happened and we just wanted to nod to that. We're ending with this in terms of the news stories because this was the best thing ever. This was the best thing ever. It's Sunday morning. I'm on the elliptical and I get a text from Julie. You see this shit? And I was like, I was about to send it to you. Jake Paul tweets, almost had to clap up Zane. Z-A-N-E. Yes, from One Direction because he's a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to fuck off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Zane, Z-A-N-E, I know you're reading this. Stop being angry because you came home alone to your big ass hotel room. Ha ha ha. Out of left motherfucking field, Gigi Hadid, who is now confirmed back with Zane, replies to Jake Paul, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie. Unbothered by your irrelevant ugly ass. Go to bed. Jake Paul then later tweets, bro, he literally started yelling and freaking the fuck out. You want to test me, mate? LOL, I feel bad for childhood stars. This was wild. No, this, you guys realize Gigi Hadid was fucking brawling with Jake Paul on Twitter about Zane. What? Z-A-N-E. Z-A-N-E. Like, I was just like, wow. Where does Jake Paul get the right? Where The whole thing was the most bizarre experience of my life. Yeah, it was so— Everyone else felt this way, too. It was like the talk, it was the talk of the town. I think we were one of the first ones to post it, obviously. And— <laughs> We were. And because we don't have to— Again, we don't have to run by approval for anyone. We can just post when we see it. And we were, like, debating storing it. And then we're like, no, this is full post mode. Yeah, this is full. And thank this God is, we did. Thank God we post Maloned it. Is that, a, that was a good one. I know. <laughs> I invented the game. You guys can't see her, but Julie's so cute today. She's extra cute. You think? Yes, I do. I miss you. Um, so that happened. And I just, we wanted to talk about it because that was wild. Was it not? No, it was, I mean, it was crazy, obviously. Let me tell you something. When, when Jake Paul was looking at his Twitter and he sees the notification that Gigi Hadid replied, I bet he was shook. Yeah, he was sh- whether he'll admit or not, he was shaking. He was shaking. Not even shook, shaking. For like a half a second at least. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. 
So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends. So I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's dot com promo code CELEBS. Okay, my darling, do you feel comfortable moving on to the award ceremony? Oh, my darling. Yeah. <laughs> you know Blue, Blue Ivy won an NAACP award? Wow, congratulations. At eight years old. That's my girl. That's unbelievable. For brown skin girl. Good for you, Blue. Yeah. She deserves it. She her deserves grandma, Miss Tina Lawson, was very excited for her, as we all were. Miss Tina Lawson, one of in support in in competition with Jamie Foxx for the most supportive person on Instagram. She is a supportive woman. Yeah, truly. She loves Kelly Rowland more than she loves Beyonce. Factually. Does she not? Solange is just out there. Like, yeah, Solange, yeah, she is obsessed with Kelly. Solange is an icon, by the way. That girl does not get the credit she deserves. She is an icon. No, she does. I mean, she doesn't. And, and that's, it's unfortunate. It's, and it's, I mean, literally a direct result of being Beyonce's sibling. Anybody in that position would feel, would have the same issue, you know? Yeah. She's really talented, though. I saw her. She's she, she opened up talented. for Dave Chappelle a couple years ago. And also, she, during homecoming, she came out and had that dance break with Beyonce, which was my favorite part of the whole show. No, she's she's very yeah, I'm a big Solange stan. You are, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, funniest comment goes to Miles Brown. He posted a picture of himself with Rihanna, and someone comments, what's she smell like? I want to know if the rumors are true. And he responds, shea butter and success. So good. So good. What do good. you think the rumors are? The rumors are that she smells amazing. But, like, specifically what? I don't I know. I always knew she smelled amazing. There's no way Rihanna doesn't smell amazing. Yeah. That's like, the sky is blue. Rihanna smells amazing. Yeah, I don't Those, know what the exact scent is. I have to smell her. It's, apparently, it's the kind of scent that she, like, when you when she leaves the room, you can still smell it. That's what the rumor is. Wow. 
Some people thought they were referring to the fact that she made a comment once about like because she smokes so much weed that like she always has a blunt on her or something. But it was about it was about the fact that she smells amazing. What does she use? I don't know. I have to smell her. I know. I'm putting on my bucket list. Smell Rihanna. You'll get there. Clapback of the week goes to Salma Hayek. She posted this gorgeous makeup-free selfie, and someone comments, too much Botox. Not needed, Salma. And she responds, I don't have Botox, but thank you for the advice because I was thinking maybe it's time. In my opinion, and tell me if I'm wrong, the best compliment you can get is you have too much Botox when you haven't had any Botox. It's literally like you have too much collagen. Like, fucking sorry. I don't know how many people say that. Yeah. Do you think? Do you have you ever walked somewhere and been like, you look extra collagen today? No. <laughs> Are you crazy? I, if if this was me, if this was me in this picture and that clapback happened, I would have immediately wrote a check to Vital Proteins because I would have been like, you, my friend, are working. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, listen. Vital Proteins is my uh, is my whole life. We are still not sponsored by them, but let me tell you something. We would love to be, and I think one day yeah, we will no, be. Yeah, no. Being asked if you had work done when you haven't had work done is a high compliment. It's the biggest compliment ever. It's like when they ask my Nana how much work she's had done, and she's like, nothing. I just yeah. look like this. It's so— And you're so, like, shut up. Yeah. It, no, it's truly. I mean, I—she's so beautiful. My Nana, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, she is too. No, Sam was yeah, like one beautiful. of those. Beautiful. Um, okay. Kardashian recap. It's kind of short this week, but— That's okay. That's okay. Can't be long every week. What do you want to talk about first? I guess Kim and Kanye at KFC. <laughs> Best thing ever. So they're at they're in Paris and they're at the KFC in Paris and they're using like that it's like a touchscreen ordering system and they're just chicken nugget chicken nugget chicken nugget and if you notice this is a really funny part of it. Kim goes to add fries to the order and it's not working and that's when they walk over and order at the register because Kanye was like no hold on because Kim couldn't get the fries to add to the bag that's I didn't see that that is so funny yeah so this clip of them goes viral also because Kim's in this insane outfit like it's not like they're just you know walking up in joggers and everything they do is just such a production you know of course and the fucking KFC in Paris now has a plaque on it that says in, in French, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West ordered at this kiosk uh, February 19th, 2020. Like a date, a gold plaque the day after. Could you imagine? I said to Julia, I was like, could you imagine being that powerful that the fucking fast food restaurant you ordered at puts a plaque up in honor of your name? There is a Wendy's in Syracuse that owes me about three plaques, quite <laughs> frankly. Seriously, that McDonald's on Erie Boulevard, nobody ordered more vanilla The Dunkin' Donuts Almond Street, <laughs> you better, there should be, a, 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 like, I want flowers. Like, Frank, I just, I lost it from that. And then, what's the best part of? The, the, the elevator? No, Julie, I have, I, we never talked about this. I have 18,000 things to say. What Julie's talking about, I'm sure you guys saw the clip, it's a video of them in the elevator. They're, they're making out, like, while it's coming down. My but question making out. No, it was like so hot. I don't know when the last time I saw Kim and Kanye use tongue was. It was so hot. It was like Bieber and Haley at the wedding. My question for you is, was when the elevator opens and he walks out. And Kim's left with all the bags. And Kim's left with all the bags. Was that a plant? Was she going to a different floor? That's what I thought. I, I felt like she wasn't leaving. I don't think she was leaving. I f- people wanted to paint it out. And listen, I could be wrong. I could be just playing, you know, the defense here. But people wanted to play it out like it was a Bieber Haley move of last year when she literally got out of the car, slammed the car door, and she was in the back. I don't think that that's what happened because Connie always has Kim walk first. I think they were getting out on different stops. Yeah, I think that's what I thought because she didn't seem to move. It wasn't like, okay, when an elevator door is coming. 
right? You have only a split amount of time to get out of that elevator. So your bags are already in your hands. You're ready to go. You've picked them up before it opens. She didn't really move to pick them up. Not only did she not move to pick up the bags, he didn't make any motion to kind of keep the elevator door open. Right, which he just walked straight out. His critics would say, he's such a narcissistic asshole. He's not going to look... Maybe that's true with most cases, not when Kim Kardashian, your wife, is in the elevator and also in Paris where she's so much more hyper-conscious of, of her security than anything. I bet he was on her like white on rice. Was he not? Yeah, I would assume so. I I assumed that she was—I mean, look, listen, there was always obviously the possibility that he just walked out. That's We're not crazy. That's totally a thing that could have happened. It just seemed from the way it was happening— that she was staying in the elevator. It was kind of like, bye, I'm leaving now, and we'll see you, you know, back at the back at the apartment yeah. to really, yeah. Listen, I, you know, I don't unnecessarily defend Kanye. That's not my, that's yeah, not my game. Yeah, I was actually really proud of you for that. Yeah, I didn't think, I also think that Kim wouldn't have, like, I just, that's just how I felt about it, but it's my personal take. Um, in case we needed any more oh, confirmation. Isabel, no. They were doing a faux editorial shoot. You can see someone filming in the elevator. <laughs> Isabel typing as we're speaking. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. So okay, they, so that's confirming our thought. Yeah, it yeah. was just like to be funny. Yeah, it was just fun. Well, that's great. Something for the girls, something for the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I love TikTok so much. Holy it's the fuck. only way. You know what's so funny? The other night, we're in my apartment, and there's a literal step up to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? It's like so short. And we're like cracking up about how I live in a duplex. Like we cannot stop laughing about it. And I was like, you know that TikTok that's like all you rich kids keep showing off your bedroom, but does your room have two floors? Like I could not stop doing it. And I was like, I have to make it. I ha TikTok is not easy to use. It is not easy. They make it seem like all of these teenagers just know how to fucking TikTok and it's the most seamless thing in the entire world. I couldn't find the sound. I didn't know how to video it. It was ridiculous. It's not easy. Do not let them fool you. Do not let Charlie D'Amelio fool you. It is hard. No, this resonates with me so much because I wanted to make a TikTok for you. Of <laughs> You guys have probably heard us talk about this. The only fights Julie and I have ever gone into is when she used to sleep at my apartment and before she fully moved into the city. And I would fall asleep. I would be really stoned and I would fall asleep without taking my makeup off. And Julie, as being the really good friend she was, would want me to take my makeup off. So she'd like throw a makeup wipe at me and she'd scream at me, like, do not fall asleep until you take your makeup off. And it was a huge fight. Anyway, it's like really sweet that you care more about my skin than I do. Anyway, I wanted to make a TikTok of me, like, Julie, take your makeup, like, screaming at me with the makeup wipe. Me, bitch, I'm up. <laughs> you know that one? But that's the funny thing that we do to each other also is because we have no idea how to make them. We'll make custom ones where we'll just text and then we'll, like, say one to insert the sound. It's like bitch, me doing this. Yeah. Bitch, I'm up. I, I, I was you so You know what bad. we always do? What? I'm working, bitch. We always do that one. We love that one. Uh, I just wish, I wish I could, like, this is what I wish I could do. I wish every single one of our listeners didn't even have to take up the time of their day to go down TikTok and I could just get a little chip, put it in all of your brains and have you ha understand the knowledge that we could make so many more references because you guys, it's so much fun. You know what else is we were having this discussion about TikTok? What? TikTok is confusing in a lot of ways because take a meme. Right, like every meme you see, you know why it's funny or why someone would find it funny or what the joke is, unless it's like a really specific joke, something you mm -hmm. haven't watched or you mm -hmm. don't know about, but like it's based off something. Yeah. Why are random TikTok videos funny? Like there are so many ones where it's like, A, how'd you think of that? And B, why do I find that funny? Like, why do I find the girl saying her, her like lizard's name is Margot and not Wells Fargo? Yeah, somebody said Wells Fargo. Why is that the funniest thing ever? I there's no reason. It's there's a camaraderie. No, but but there's no, it's not even the camaraderie. It's like, why 
there's no rhyme or reason to why certain TikTok things are funny. They That's just why. are. It's just these most random skits. Not even like the ones where it's like obviously funny. Like people say the most random things. It's like, what are we going to do? We'll go to Taco Bell. We'll split a Baja Blast. Do we get a quesadilla? No, we go for the like thing. And it's like, why Why are you viral? Why do you have a million views? Why do a million people also find this funny? Because it's not based off any other sort of thing. That's the thing. You can't buy the hype. Say it with me, kids. You, you literally can't. can't buy the hype. It's just, it happens sometimes. You can go completely viral and your next video can have zero likes. And that's what I like about it. It's the content shines through. And it never runs out. And it never runs out. Okay, we have to stop. Lastly, in case we needed any more confirmation that Sophia and Scott were back together, although we didn't, she posted an Insta story of him at the, her jeans event with the caption, my love. So... Is it back together or just never broke up? That's what I meant, never broken up. Which I know we confirmed last week, but that was more confirmation. And I also just think she's never looked hotter than she did I on that Jeans campaign. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry for skipping over that so quickly. Oh. Please excuse me. We can rewind there for a second. Yeah, I think, I think you can ask so the brand gorgeous. Rola. She's like topless holding, oh my God, she's so gorgeous. That was like, fuck me up. Yeah, she is. She's something special. She I'll is tell you. something special. Yeah. What were you going to say? Um... I would do anything for footage of just Scott and Lionel interacting. Oh, my God. I, I would be- do anything. I can't believe we haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. I, I don't know. I will never forget. And I know I say this all the time. I will never forget when they were first dating. <sighs> and he again. Instagrammed that video for dancing <laughs> for all night long. Yes. And we were like, oh, my God, that is Lionel's song. And she's so sexually dancing. It was the hottest thing. And then there was the turn on the sun. And you're like, oh, my and God. And then you, for- you realize that it was his song. And you're like, oh, my God, this has added a whole other layer. And I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Well, anything else you'd like to add? We're all, we're all ready. Little Ketzel. I think we're done. <laughs> Just say Ketzel. What? <laughs> Don't oh get a custom You're cracking me up killer. I think that's all. That's it. Well, that's it, guys. We will see you. Oh, my God. I can announce it now, right? I can announce the episode. Yeah. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Guys. Thank God we got Isabel's permission, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday's episode being recorded tomorrow is Jonathan Adler coming in here for a bonus episode all about interior design and fun pop culture stuff. And he's just the best. And we are so excited to have him here. So we're going to record that tomorrow. It'll go live on Wednesday. We love you guys so much. If you enjoy this, please five star and review. It makes our day and it also really helps us. And I don't know, we're just, today's a great day. So I hope you all have an, you know what? Wait, I want to say something. Something that I never do that I realized today on my way here is if I was listening to a podcast every Monday, I would want the host to tell me at the end to have a great week. And I never say that. Oh, have a great week. Oh, Haha, like- I beat you to it. <laughs> I was like- always going to tell you guys to have a great week. No, I feel like it's like we should end. I'm not going to start it this time because I don't want to speak just to speak, but like we should end with something powerful. You know? That's your sign-off phrase? Not- that's your award-winning like something- Emerald Bam. Have a- that's your... I'm just saying. Have a good we week. Should- no, we should end with something really nice. So... I'll, I'll think of something next week, but for now, I hope you guys have a really, really great week, and we love you. We'll see you on Wednesday. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service... I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile 
that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.